Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Guidance with Grace. I'm Grace, and I am sitting here with our cross-country coach here at Columbus State. You're a runner yourself. You've done marathons and plural. Yeah. Your name is Dustin Icavone. Yes. Thanks for having me on. It's been a while. It has been a while. What was the one you were on? Why can't I remember the name of it? I don't remember. It was 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 like one of the first five. It was one of the first five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. It was a while ago. Almost a year ago, I think, is when we started the podcast. Yes. I think you're right. So, well, welcome back. Thank you. Um, we've actually got kind of like a three-parter for you guys. Um, running is awfully popular. I don't think it will ever not be popular. But, of course, with the warmer weather, people run a little bit more. So we thought it might be nice to kind of talk about running for beginners or kind of on our brainstorming session. We're also talking about people who are kind of starting running again. If it's been like, you know, you're 40-some years old and it's been since high school, these are things that you can think of um, in regards to running. So we kind of have some, we're going to talk a little bit about myths and running just because we don't want you to start running for these reasons. Um, but we definitely will elaborate in next week's episode. So, but yeah, some of the myths that we came up with, um, it's the best way to lose weight. Yes. That's a common one I hear. Um, for the longest time, you know, I kind of bought into that too, because it just kind of, Right, you're burning sense. calories. You're burning calories, and yeah. um, but it's not you. You have to run a lot, and yeah. um, I think a lot of people just think, "Oh, well, I, I run," and what happens with that is people are like, "Oh, I run, so I can eat more because it boosts your metabolism. You're mm-hmm. burning more calories, and so your body wants more calories, and so you're running more, but you're probably eating more, and so you're not really gonna lose weight because mm-hmm. you're taking in." more calories even though you're burning more calories right but if your caloric intake was the same and you're running you know mm-hmm. however many miles now then yeah you're probably going to see a little bit of, of weight loss but right. it's very unlikely that your caloric intake will be will be the same exactly and i think really kind of the biggest takeaway is you shouldn't run because you want to lose weight no if you want to lose weight you might consider how much you're eating in general compared to your overall activity level right which i think we've mentioned in previous episodes so definitely look back at some of those other episodes about just kind of eating and making sure it's just healthy eating and maybe it's maybe it's that maybe you just need to be healthier Yes. With your foods. Maybe that'll help you lose weight. Yes. Eat, eat healthy while, while you run and while you, while you exercise. Absolutely. Right. Um, the other one was anyone can run this being a myth. I think I hear that a lot and I don't know that that's a hundred percent true, but it's not a hundred percent wrong either. No. Um, you know, there is a genetic component to running and, some people are are just born to run and there yeah. are some people that are just freakishly fast and running comes so easy to them and then there are people that have to work harder at it um so when we say that running is or anyone can run most people can run it's just not going to come as easy to others right. and like me <laughs> right and um you know that's something that it's, it would just take a lot of work. It'd be, you know, mm-hmm. trying to correct if you have imbalances at the yeah. hip or, you know, if your arch is collapsing or, you know, there's something in your gait. Like, mm-hmm. 
And that's hard to figure out on your own. Like you almost need a coach or somebody who knows what they're looking for to figure out if maybe you do have an imbalance. Yes. Well, and even when you do have an imbalance or, um, or something in your gait, it is hard to fix someone's Mm -hmm. running gait. It isn't, it is incredibly hard to fix their running gait because you're, you know, unless you're eight years old or something, (laughs) you've been running this way for a long time (laughs) and your body's like, this is how I run. Um, Mm -hmm. It has that, that movement pattern down. So it's hard to adjust that, but you can just, you have to be very aware of it while you're running and Mm -hmm. it's hard. Yeah, it is. That's tough. Especially if you, like you said, if you've been running the same way, you've also got to like think about it and maybe try to recognize when you're doing something wrong and being more aware when you're running. You do. I'm actually going through that right now with really? my with my training. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um my glutes don't activate, and so yeah. I, when I run, I have to make sure I like land a certain way, and I forget about it in the middle of my run. I'm like, oh wait, forgot yeah. Gotta, especially if you have a longer this. run, I'm sure like you know mile six or seven, like you know you're mm-hmm. kind of in the groove by then, and you're not really thinking necessarily about that right you're not yeah. thinking about your form and then, <laughs> right you're just trying to go after a while you're like oh yeah my form yeah i think that would be a challenge so you can run but sometimes it's maybe a little bit more involved than just moving your legs and going yes and um, there's actually a, a great app if you can find someone to to help you i think it's called coach's eye and mm-hmm. it is a way to videotape Oh, really? movement or running yeah and um huh. you can like slow it down and so you can see like if you have a hip drop or if like you have an ankle that rolls in or something oh. it's pretty cool i think it's coach's eye yeah it is important to film yourself if you are looking for any type of imbalance or something like that um the last one which is just this one makes me cringe uh that you don't need a resistance train if you just run you'll get better yes that's not true no it's not true and you know as someone who ran in college, I, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, I'm running 70 miles a week. Why, why do I need to strength train on top mm-hmm. of this? Um, but th- there's so much benefit to strength training. And running, um, as I've learned over the years, there's a lot of glute activation that needs to take place when you run. And if you don't have it, your basically your hamstrings and your mm. quads are doing all the work. Mm-hmm. When you do that initial push off, it you're driving your foot into the ground with your glute. You're going through that extension. So if you're not having that, you increase the chance of mm-hmm. getting injured or having these overuse injuries mm-hmm. that you typically see. So you do need to strength train. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's good. It's a good counterbalance to all the running. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe you need to do a bunch of high volume strength training all the time like i know people like ah well you're endurance so you have to do 20 reps of everything and i I don't agree benefit to like like actually lifting a little heavier sometimes yeah especially as as the volume of your run goes up that's when i typically have my athletes um do do heavier lifting you know working Mm -hmm. with jason i'll be like hey it's a high mileage week so go light on the reps but give them give them more weight um Mm -hmm. yeah just just all that repetition Mm -hmm. can lead to some injuries so yeah well and if you guys think about it like i don't think that there's an olympic athlete out there that doesn't lift weights like no running wise like any of the runners sprinters long distance you name it they're probably doing strength training at least two to three days a week absolutely more 
Um, it's so important. Um, and one of the things that you'd mentioned earlier, and I see Jason do with all of the athletes, basketball and everything alike, is he has them do lateral stuff. Yes. That is so important because oftentimes we're f- stuck, like you said, in that front back movement, but we're not going to the sides. No. Um, yeah. And that's something that, you know, as someone who's had to go through physical therapy and, you know, working with my athletes, we do a ton of, of lateral movement. And, um, there's actually, you know, you can YouTube like videos of exercises Mm -hmm. doing stuff, but yeah, most, most PT exercises, they have you do that, that abduction, adduction, moving in the lateral plane, because even when we walk day to day, if that's a front back, that's in that sagittal plane. So we don't do a ton of, you know, you don't, you don't walk laterally down the street. You (laughs) normally step to the side, you know? Um, so doing, doing those, those, that range of motion, those movements, it's crucial. Yeah. Just doing physical therapy exercise, just doing like single leg, like pistol squats and body weight stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, using resistance bands, that's, that's good too. You don't, you don't have to be at the gym six days a week and running six days a week. Yeah. And like Dustin said, you guys can probably find a ton of things on YouTube. And if you're thinking about starting running again, definitely don't skip out on that resistance training. Super important. But there are kind of shifting uh, gears here. There's some definite benefits to running. And, you know, it was interesting as we were talking uh, earlier, it's not what you would really go to right off the bat. Um, What were some of the benefits that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so the benefits of running, you know, you have the the basic cardiovascular health one. I shouldn't say basic. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one most people think of is right. cardiovascular health. You're hitting your 30 minutes, five days a week or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, you're increasing your endurance, your stamina, um, increasing your VO2. But one thing that's often overlooked in a lot of the research coming out now is the effect of running on the brain. They're finding that it's really good at um, helping with depression and increasing your ability to like focus and multitask um you know one cool side this, this is going to sound bad but there's this <laughs> there's this cool study of ultra runners they did a 3000 mile race in 64 days and what they found at the end of the race their brain had shrunk by 6% which mm. th- that's that's a lot because as you get older your brain shrinks by 0.2% every mm, year so that's crazy yeah so their brains are a lot smaller significant yes <laughs> but the good news is it did come back right um, so i was like do you ever get a normal brain again <laughs> yes you get a normal brain after about eight months if you run three thousand miles in oh 64 days you, that's crazy you get a normal brain um so yeah that, that was one cool thing but there was a study in um out of western michigan so they had people run quickly for 30 minutes i don't know what quickly means they didn't they didn't, didn't really elaborate. define it. No, yeah. they didn't define it. But um, so what they said is what they found with the people that ran quickly for 30 minutes, it improved their cortical flicker frequency threshold. So that sounds very fancy and scientific. Right. Break it uh, down for us. Um, so <laughs> what that means is um, that's the part of the brain that's associated with your ability to process information, how we understand information mm. and critically think. So that area is improved. Mm-hmm. And then there were two other studies that showed interval running. So interval running is something where you'll maybe run for three minutes and then you walk for a minute Mm. or you run hard for three minutes and then you run easy for two minutes 
or intervaling can be in, in a sprint form. So you could run okay. really fast for 20 seconds and take 40 seconds off. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the interval running, it improved what they called an executive function. So this is our ability to pay attention, tune out distractions, and switch between tasks. So like multitasking mm-hmm. um, or just you know being able to do one thing and then going and doing another. Um, and our ability to solve problems. And this was evident after 10 minutes. Like after 10 minutes... What? Yes, they noticed that these functions wow. had improved. And there was another study out of Arizona where, um, again, they found that increased activity in the front of the brain, that executive function and memory. And then it dampened this area that they called the default mode network. Mm-hmm. And so this area of the brain is like your inner voice. So it's the voice you hear in your head. It's your, your, mm-hmm. it's your internal Self-talk. monologue. Yeah. Yes. So that voice is often associated with depression. Yeah, that makes sense. So they found that after running, that area was dampened. It was quieted. Mm. So they're saying that running a lot of times can lower depression, and they're thinking that um, they were calling it motion motion mindfulness i think Mm -hmm. for running yeah so they're thinking that over the years they're gonna basically say that running is kind of a good way to um decrease anxiety depression disorders and stuff like that that makes so much sense yeah because you hear the general like exercise boosts your endorphins and it's that's kind of along the same lines of it but a little bit more you know, specific. Yes. And that's really cool. Yes. Um, there's something with the endorphins. I'd have to reread this, this article that I read. Um, but it's something, it's like an enzyme that's processed in the liver. Mm -hmm. And if it, if that enzyme gets to the brain, that's what can cause like depression. I think it's, um, been seen like disorders like schizophrenia and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so running it kind of they said clears out the bloodstream and doesn't let that enzyme get up that makes sense that's very interesting yeah so you wouldn't really think of these as benefits initially just you were like oh well what are the good things about running you wouldn't really think about your brain right but i think that that is like the number one takeaway about a benefit of running yeah absolutely it's such a good thing for your brain health Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it, it goes beyond just the the aesthetics of being slim and toned mm-hmm. and, you know, looking good and burning right. calories and, and, eating, and eating whatever you yeah. want. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually really good for your brain health. And so it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of years, like where these studies go and how they build upon each other. So do you feel like you have a healthy brain? I don't know. I'm not very <laughs> smart, so... <laughs> I don't think these are. Maybe it's not working for you. It's not working for me. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's get to the good stuff. Pointers from a pro. So you're the pro. What pointers do you have for somebody who's starting out? Okay, so my number one pointer um, would probably be to start slow. Anyone Mm -hmm. that's beginning, starting slow, it's a lot of people measure their running in time or mileage. And either one is fine. I prefer mileage over time. but a lot of people get they get so excited that they're starting a running plan and i even see with my athletes they'll take two weeks off and then when they can start running in that first week back they're like 40 50 miles just because they think they gotta be up at 40 50 miles you don't um (laughs) you'll get there um 
Yeah, it, it's it's taking it slow, and this is where um, you know we we plug like the couch to five k. Mm-hmm. Um, that app it, it's nice because it's self guided and it is it's a slow progression. Yeah, you, you do s- it when you can. Yeah, it's twelve weeks. You you start with a walk run, and then you get up to a point where you're running and walking at the same um, interval, and then you're going up to where you're running more than you're walking mm-hmm. and it just builds and it keeps building yeah. so i'm i'm actually a fan of that because that app it does start you slow mm-hmm. um so you want to be aware of your timing your mileage i know when you're looking from a mileage standpoint i do this with my athletes and with my own training is every week i only increase my mileage by the number of days i run so if oh. i run three days a week and if i'm starting at 20 miles the mm-hmm. next week i can only run 23 i can I like only that. increase it by the yeah that's a yeah. very easy way to, yeah. to think about increasing your mileage just add the mileage and that's the a nice slow run. progression still even if you're running five days a week yes absolutely like still yeah that's yeah doable yes starting slow is important yes yeah, starts yeah. like anything else start slow can't do anything overnight no <laughs> you can't Start weight weight training seven days a week if you haven't done weight training at all. Right, in your, in exactly. Yeah, definitely starting out slow. I love that one. So, um, the other one is running shoes, getting <laughs> actual running shoes, and yes. being aware of what is a running shoe and what what is and what is not a running shoe. There are yes. a lot of people like, oh, I have running shoes, and I look at them like that is even though it says running. Yeah, on that's it. not a running no. shoe. Um, so with this, I always tell people, I have a couple stores I go to. I like um, Fleet Feet and Front Runner. They're probably mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, and then Columbus Running Company is very good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had success at, at Second Soul as well. Those are the companies that um, I go to to talk to a, a running specialist, a yeah. shoe specialist. Can't they like um, assess you and they look at how your what your gait looks like? And- yeah, they'll have you they'll have you walk and they'll. Um, They'll kind of watch your feet and see if they roll in, if your arch collapses. And, um, yeah, and they're like, okay, your foot does this. This is the shoe that we think you should have. And let you run around the store or run outside. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. nice thing about a lot of those places is they'll give you, like, 15 to 30 days to try out the shoe. So if you try out the shoe and you're like, I hate this shoe or this shoe's not Mm -hmm. comfortable, you can take it back and they'll fit you for another shoe. So nice. Yes. Yeah, it's very nice. The running community is is pretty cool. Um, yeah, because th- they get it. Every shoe's a little bit different, and even if you find a model that you like, I've been fortunate enough. I found a model that I like, and every model is pretty much about the same. Oh, so good. I can just go yeah. online and be like, I want this model. Even yeah. it's the newest one, but models do change. They so, do. I've uh, heard Dawn talk about it. Like she was com- complaining. It's a bad word, but she was talking about the differences between one year versus another one. And how it was so different. I can't remember which one. It was a Nike running shoe, but it's um, probably like the Pegasus. Oh, that's what it is. Yep, I knew it if I heard it. Yeah, that's what it was. She loves her Nike Pegasus. Yeah, but like one year they just changed a lot, and she wasn't a big fan of that change. So being aware of that definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to a specialist, a pro who knows shoes, knows running, that is probably a very important that is a very important you have shoes when you like <laughs> your feet are hitting the ground <laughs> yes you need to make sure that you have the right type of shoe yeah you're putting a lot of force into yeah. the ground when you run and so mm-hmm. you need you need the right shoe um especially 
as you get older, um, th- there's a certain brand out there called Hoka One Ones. I don't know if I'm I feel like I've heard of that. I don't. Yes, know they're sure. they're very soft. So if you mm. like a cushiony soft shoe, like running on a pillow, mm. those are those are the shoes for you. Sounds fancy. Yes, the, the, those are really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it can be overwhelming going into a store like that because you yeah. see all these running shoes and they're all different. They all have different heel drops and you know different pronation motion control yeah i don't even know i don't even there's three categories i don't even remember what all of them are (laughs) um but yeah talking to someone that can kind of guide you in the right direction and they'll ask Mm -hmm. you you know are you training for anything are you just running to run um Mm -hmm. but the nice thing is they can point you in a direction that maybe you're not paying for the 150 dollar shoe you're paying for the 90 dollar shoe 100 dollar shoe yeah, you don't always have to get the hundred fifty dollars shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and that's my that's my big advice about that mm-hmm. is make sure you actually have a running shoe because I've seen numerous people that have come to me and said my knee hurts or my hip hurts and I look at their shoe and it's either worn out and old or I'm like that that's not a that's mm-hmm. not a running shoe that's a cross training shoe. Or right, you like went that. to Kohl's and got what was on sale yeah <laughs> that yes said running <laughs> yes just because it says running and it's 50 dollars at kohl's does not mean you should buy that shoe yeah i know it's a good deal check with a running specialist first yeah. and then maybe it's go pretty buy tempting to just get the cheapest one but it is i get it yeah i, I it. totally do i'm right there with you guys i get it all right the last one was warming up includes stretching yes dynamic uh, stretches yes so doing some type of dynamic stretching um Again, running is a very repetitive motion, um, so it's it's important to stretch before you run, not just walk for three minutes and then, right. and then we go. Or like start running slow. I think I hear that <laughs> yes. too. Um, there is something that I know a lot of runners do. I don't I don't do it, but a lot of runners use. Um, if you look online, there's something called a lunge matrix, and it's um, doing lunges in the different planes of motion. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to warm up. It basically warms up your hip flexors, your hamstrings, and your glutes if you're doing it correctly. <laughs> right, yeah. I think that's um, – gosh, there's probably a ton of stuff on YouTube. Yeah. The, the lunge matrix would be a really good one. Lunge matrix is great. It's like five to ten lunges each each way. It mm-hmm. probably takes a minute or two. And then doing some type of dynamic on top of that um, – you know, leg swings, stuff like that. Yeah. And one thing to tie back to what we were talking about earlier with glute activation is um, doing some of that before you warm up, like donkey kicks or, or something just to get your glutes firing or just sitting down and sque- squeezing, your, squeezing glutes. your glutes. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's something simple like that, just waking them up. Yeah. It's it's stuff that, you know, I've had to incorporate over the years um, that, I, that I didn't do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's going to be a big one. Well, and um, we just put a highlight on our Instagram story, guys. So if you're interested in kind of just like just little tips about stretching in general, a lot of people do like static stretching and stuff before their workout. And a static stretch calms down your nervous system. You don't want to do that before you're going to do something that's going to amp you up. So you want to replicate what you're doing and things like the lunge matrix, any type of like donkey kick or even just, you know, like the Frankenstein kicks, like just something to get you moving and wake 
woke up woke up (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah get you woke (laughs) um those are going to be really important things there is so much we're going to talk about next week we've got myth busting for running and we're going to talk and elaborate a lot more about resistance training and running the week after um there's a lot of stuff that we want to talk about so we want to break it down so we're not rushed and that you guys feel like you have plenty of time to listen to everything um that's it for today. I'm Grace. I'm Dustin. Thanks for listening. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next week.